0: Welcome to Headline to Table, the show where host Christopher gives Dungeon Master West a current or historical event to adapt into a one-off D&D campaign for an unsuspecting player. Will our pawns vanquish epic quests pulled from the news or history books? It's Headline to Table! Headline to Table! Alright, welcome to Headline to Table, the show where I make Dungeon Master West craft a D and D campaign based on a current or historical event or something of my choosing. How's it going, West? It's going well. Going yeah. Well. Are you ready to do this again? Hell yeah! It's the second time. I feel good. I feel like I know what we're getting into more. I'm this hoping time. we can
1: kill the pawn this time. The Last one time was lucky. Yeah.
0: yeah, he got pretty lucky. I think that was fair, like how it went down. But mm-hmm. I was kind of hoping he would go down. Yeah. Well, I think this one. You know, I don't know. It's going to be up to you how you play it. But I think it will have ample opportunity to inflict failure. On our pawn or pawns with this one, nothing would make me harder. (laughs) All right, we're gonna we're rolling back the clock a little bit on this one, so I'm 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 gonna give you some backstory on this first. I want to find out if these names mean anything to you. Uh, Frank Morris, John and Clarence
1: Anglin. You familiar with these gentlemen? No, I'm not. Maybe the event, but okay. Well, Frank
0: Morris was a career criminal, basically, who did a bunch of robberies and narcotics and uh, escaped from prison, they caught him again. Um, John and Clarence Anglin were from Georgia. They were inseparable brothers, expert swimmers, who continuously robbed banks and continuously escaped from multiple prisons. Wow. Um, and uh, In late 1961, Frank Morris and the Anglin brothers ended up together in Alcatraz. Oh, um, <laughs> that's cool. So, six months after they became, they were basically in cells next to each other. After the brothers were s- the brothers were in a cell together, and Frank Morris was in the next cell with another guy. I feel like
1: that shot like you're a criminal duo, and they put break you them together up. in a the cell. They should, yeah, put should, them broke, like should have broken four cells down. It's pretty pretty. It's a bad oversight on their part. <laughs>
0: Over the course of six months, they planned an escape from Alcatraz, which they executed on June eleventh, nineteen sixty two. Some info on Alcatraz escapes. 36 inmates tried to escape from Alcatraz over the course of their – through the whole run of the time they were a prison. Mm -hmm. Of those 36 people, all but five either died, were shot, confirmed dead, caught, whatever. Um, Five of those people were unaccounted for. Two of them were in the 1930s. They're assumed to have drowned. They never found their bodies. People don't talk about them too much. However – John Clarence Anglin and Frank Morris were never found, um, and there are credible reports that they potentially got away. So it's multiple John, and John and Clarence Anglin, Anglin the brothers, yep, and the Frank third died, Morris. Frank Morris. Okay. There was a fourth guy involved in the escape, but some, for him something went wrong the night of the escape, and he was caught. He was not able to escape. He couldn't go with them and then was basically forced to answer for the escape because he was left behind. And he fully cooperated with the authorities and told them everything in the plan, which was crazy, next-level, insane escape plan, in my opinion.
1: But, like, the details are out there? Yes, the details are out there. I can, yes, I are the, out, the, yeah, give the me, like, are, the...
0: I'm going to give it to you because I want our audience to Oh, you'll give here. it to me. <laughs> I'm going to give you every inch give of this escape. Give me that. No. Okay. I'm going to just straight-up read from Wikipedia for our listeners. sure. sure. All right, so the four inmates basically started crafting this escape plan. They've all escaped from places before, so this is, like, not super surprising that they would be trying to escape. Basically, they worked overnight over the course of months and months, and they gradually widened ventilation duct openings in their cell walls using saw blades, spoons that they stole, and a drill improvised from the motor of a broken vacuum cleaner, and they concealed the holes in their cells with cardboard and paint. Um, and hid the work noise because Frank Morris played the accordion. So oh. he was able to... Bl- to Give w- you an accordion and elk He had it, th- yes. All
1: right.
0: Um, so apparently those holes that they were cutting opened up into an unguarded utility corridor behind the cells. From there, they climbed to the roof of their cell block where they set up a small workshop. So they assembled a variety <laughs> of stolen and donated materials, including more than 50 raincoats that they had stolen over time that they crafted into makeshift life preservers based on a design they saw in Popular Mechanics, and also a 6-by-14-foot rubber raft that they stitched together painstakingly and sealed with heat from steam pipes. And then they stole a small accordion which th- from another inmate, and they used it to inflate the raft. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, they built makeshift paddles from scrap wood and stolen screws, and they climbed out the ventilation duct with all their stuff they also concealed their absences by making dummy heads of themselves (laughs) using paper mache and soap and toothpaste and things like that so there were heads in the cells and make it look like there were people there (laughs) so on the night they went to escape one of the guys in this one of the four guys his vent wasn't working he had had to like patch it up with cement and it had hardened so he couldn't get out in time and by the time he got up to the roof they were gone
1: that was the fourth guy yeah so he just went he
0: like just basically went back to his cell at one point during the Uh. night the other guys left if you ask alcatraz they'll say you can't prove that they didn't die in the water because it's like freezing Mm -hmm. a long swim they had a raft they had a raft And also, these brothers were known for, like, swimming in frozen lakes when there was ice in them. They were crazy. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are eyewitness reports from police that they saw a boat somewhere out there. They might have had accomplices.
1: Mm. Them England boys.
0: Yeah. It was – they did find one body later that could have been Morris. They couldn't confirm that it was him, but it was around the same height. And that was as far as Mm -hmm. they took the proof there. So Morris may have died. The brothers, though, became something of an urban myth pair. People have said they saw them, they're from Georgia. Everyone in Georgia says they've seen them places. People claim they were at their dad's funeral dressed as women. People like have US Marshals other guys. yeah, <laughs> U.S. Marshals like went to Brazil <laughs> because there were reports that they were living in Brazil. Um, people say they're still alive now, even though they'd be ancient. So that's basically escape from Alcatraz is what I'm putting forward as the story oh. that I want you to adapt. This was actually adapted into a movie. Clint Eastwood played The Rock. Are we talking <laughs> no. about The Rock? Clint Eastwood played Frank Morris in Escape from Alcatraz. Okay, I, uh, I haven't seen that movie in quite some time. I don't know how accurate it is. I
1: should see
0: that one. Um, Frank Morris, though, had like was a top two percent IQ, so he was really smart, and the brothers were clearly.
1: Expert at escape. I think they killed shit. him once they got out, man.
2: They no killed Morris. You can trust
1: your brother. You so can trust this. Guy. One of the
0: reasons people love the Anglin boys is that they had committed a ton of bank robberies. That's what they were in prison for, but they had never hurt anyone ever. And in fact, they had only ever used one weapon during a robbery, and it was a toy gun. Hmm. So they weren't violent criminals at all. And that helps people kind of root for them, I think, in this whole story. Yeah. So what I would like to see is uh, pawns. A pawn or pawns, you know. I, this is up to you, but I'm thinking at least two would be nice, <clears throat>
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, put in an escape scenario in which they have to really use their wits to get out of a maximum security situation of some kind. Is this is escaping from something a normal D&D thing? Uh, you can't, thing? yeah. Have you, have you set up I campaigns done, like that I before? I haven't
1: done it as a one-shot before, okay. but I've definitely done a lot of... Things where like they fuck up and they find themselves in a jail or they find themselves – So
0: it's like a part of something. Yeah, so –
1: and then usually the way I'd set it up is they – they're stuck and depending on their perception checks and investigation checks, you know, most of the time, you know, they're getting beat. They're starving. So they're, you know, they're kind of disabled in that way. Okay, And depending on their perception checks – they notice certain things, and someone who's in jail and they know it's part of the storyline is constantly going to be like, all right, I'm looking around, I'm looking around, what do I see, what do I see, and mm-hmm. they keep rolling as time goes on. You know, they might see a rat bone that looks perfect to pick, try and pick a lock, but they're disadvantaged because it's a rat bone or sure, something like sure. that. So this one's interesting, though, because I don't want to make it like a small... Shitty cell that they're stuck in inside yeah, of a little sure. town. Yeah, I would want to make it either you're surrounded by water, this huge thing, or surrounded by something. Whether it's just like a huge chasm and you're like on this siloed pillar of rock. <laughs> yeah, the first thing, yeah, probably the most fun would be to play as the brothers. If we had two people, if we had, if we two, had three, yeah. then to add in Frank Morris as well.
0: So you think maybe that you would have the pawns create characters that were related somehow.
1: I would have to, yeah. I think that's cool to have one be, have one set be brothers. You could also play as the guards. You could also play as the guards, and you see something. you like, it starts with you noticing like an obscure thing, and then it's the hunt to try and find these guys and okay. see if you can catch them. I'm leaning towards the brothers though. The other one, which would be kind of funny, is if you were other prisoners. That's that like came onto the like. You stumbled across their plants, and you know they're doing it. And you can either like try and get in with them, help the guards get them, or you could kill them, take all their stuff, and try and escape. So the, the in that in
0: that case, the brothers would be
1: NPCs or yeah. something. So yeah, you could, do... yeah, you could have them be NPCs. But uh, I, I, I think to stay with the story, though, I, it'd probably be best to do brothers. But I, I'm gonna think about it. I'm gonna kind of lay it out and if i sure. can think of a funny fun way to do it as a prisoner or a guard i might go that way but obviously i'm leaning towards well brothers i think right now.
0: historians will want to know i think basically the result a lot of, of historians this, listening well, to this podcast <laughs> they will be because i think what happens with if they if the pawns play as the brothers i think the result will tell did they escape Oh or yeah! Did they this not? Will, this like, will be the. This is basically like a MythBuster. MythBusters, Mythbusters did, did tackle this escape before, but that was like whatever. This is good. This is going to be the real story. Yeah. Like, how do we know if they really made it? We're going to find out. Yeah,
1: you can't believe those chodes. Yeah, like, this, this is
0: way the... more of an accurate. will be more of an accurate simulation of what <laughs> happened. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You could have them start at nothing and just see around them. And if that was the case, I would try and do kind of a spider web thing of all these different ways. So there's going to be a lot of different ways to escape. And then depending on where they go, who they talk to in the prison, what they are good at, mm. what sort of skill what sort of item proficiencies. Maybe they have like a maybe they're like proficient in wood carving or stonework, which would dictate, like, where their mindset would be, like, oh, okay, I'm good at stonework. I want to see if there's any, you know, stones I recognize, weak parts, something like that. Or if they're, you know, if, let's say one's a bard. Yeah, they could, sure. Like, they could cause a disturbance and, like, rile everybody up with a crazy speech or song and use <laughs> that as a diversion. You know, if, if they end up being the brothers, or even if they don't, what, what do you think you would,
0: how much of this information would we give the pawns when they... Create the characters, and would we tell them what their objective is going to be, and would we let them coordinate what they're picking like you do that you do this kind of strength, I do this strength, or would we send them separately to create characters without any knowledge of what they're about to get
1: into? We're going to give them their backstory. I want them to what I want them to know that they're I think the the bank robbers mm-hmm. with good intentions is a good thing to be like, all right, this is who you are, sure. Like, you kind of have to work within this framework. You're not just out there just slitting everybody's throats. So I'm tempted to say no magic.
0: Okay. The last one we had some, there were some, yeah, more, last, there were some pieces of the world that prevented it in certain places. Yeah,
1: but he actually was able to use it as, he was an Eldridge Knight. Yeah. So he used it in a combat setting. He used his magic. You no, know, I might just make it class specific. Because like make them pick the same kind of class or pick from a few classes, a few classes because they can be a rogue, yeah, and rogue, thieves, assassins type. Yeah, if they sure. went with like the thief architect, uh, if they went like the thief route, and there are things like the arcane tricksters, which do have a little bit of magics so like. Uh, like a hand that, yeah, yeah. that they can conjure up that like can go by itself and right. do its bidding,
0: which could be interesting. And keep in mind, yeah, the, I don't know how close you would want to stick to these things, but yeah, the brothers being kind of like rascals who are, you know, very athletic and wily and Morris being more of a genius kind mm-hmm. of situation. So the, the hypothetical
1: Morris character could be a different set of classes to pick from. Um okay, and I think this is cool Well we can do set it for that i'll probably have them start higher than first level. This might be a high level campaign. I might start them at higher levels five six something like that, just because they are experienced yeah so they have been I can really ramp up the the whether it's a monster n p c uh challenge ratings if they're higher level. As you add people,
0: I imagine that changes how you would build the scope or would mm. it be the same no matter what? If it was just one person like last time you have this many options. If you know such and more pe- three people are going to each have to take a bunch of turns, would you would you make it a shorter
1: shorter probably. goals,
0: fewer goals, fewer stages? I'd
1: yeah, I'd probably do fewer stages. Um and depending on the skill level of the players we have, yeah, there will be a lot of questions. And, maybe
0: some uh, of them get out. Like in this story, there was a guy that helped plan and do everything, and he didn't even get out of his cell. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't all make it. Maybe a couple make it. Maybe somebody has to make a sacrifice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. And they have to choose whether or not to rat them out. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, what, else, what else would you like to see in it? Um I think that I would just like to see What what well, really jumped out at you when you saw Escape from Alcatraz? What did you kind of imagine?
0: I think I just like the the idea of dropping several players together in a situation that may appear hopeless and see if they can figure out their way out of it. Okay. It's narrowing the scope of what they can do because their goal is so specific. Mm-hmm. Like it's not an open world where you can go here and here you're telling them do this one thing. Can you do this one thing? and mm-hmm. i think they'll really have to work together and focus um yeah. and you know there will be a, and the, there will be a lot of ways for them to fail and i also like that this story is a little bit ambiguous mm-hmm. you know a lot of it looks like th- at least the brothers may have survived but you know if you ask there's no hard evidence of that and it depends on who you ask what yeah. happened so i like that this could be like this is our way of writing history mm-hmm. <laughs> and be like what well, no this happened. is definitely what happened <laughs>
1: yeah, right I kind of like it's one thing to just have them in their cell; they can talk to the other side, but to also have like an intermingling courtyard where you can talk to other people, like get advice. Yeah, like, like the yard, over, or the, the cafeteria yard. would and, be
0: like the store or the town. And I'm
1: really kind of thinking thing. about like if they have magic. With most, I would just D and D things in your cell. There are magical barriers, and I hate to you know use this – kind of used it in the first one, but to have certain magical barriers or something they put on them mm-hmm. that restricts their magic. And well, this is
0: a maximum security yeah. place.
1: So, like, whoever these characters are
0: that are created, we have to believe that the people who put them there at least believe they're going to keep them there yeah. somehow. So, so I'm thinking there's going to be yeah. something on them. I mean maybe they have items that are with their stuff that they're trying to get to, you know. That maybe that that was taken off of them when they were, when they were brought into the prison, and they want to get there. I don't know what the fuck people have. Magic boots, Magic and yeah. th- magic beans.
1: you <laughs> bean stock your way <laughs> out of there. Yeah. Uh, well, that actually made me think. Maybe I won't restrict the classes, though. If they choose a mad uh, magic user, they'll start. Disabled. Sure. What, uh, However that happens, whether it's the place they're in, right. something that's on them, a brand they that's have. That's how they would be in prison. Yeah. So, yeah, and they have to figure out a way if they want that person to be as, as useful as they can be to negate that restriction right. somehow. And may, I'm thinking maybe that's something they could do in the yard. Sure. And that, that this prison isn't just dudes with spears and soldiers but more so like – High-level magic users that are casting illusions and barriers and releasing monsters in to just like throw their asses. With paper back mesh, in their They self. cast a level five paper mache head <laughs> <Yeah>. spell. <laughs> <laughs> There's a you know mirror image. You can make a you can make a couple mirror images of yourself. Sure. They follow you though. But uh, <laughs> classic illusions, even minor illusions. It's a five by five illusion. You can just drop and it can look like torso up, yeah. knee up. And uh, races, I think I'm going to leave it wide open because anyone can get imprisoned. Okay. Um, Anything else? Um,
0: do you feel like you have enough to go forth and build this? I do.
1: It's it's pretty clear. It's um, I like it. It's pretty open. I can do a lot with it. The other one was really fun. It was a funny concept. This one's like a classic escape. Yeah. And I'm going to try and make it, I'm going to try and make throwbacks to Alcatraz to make it, whether the name of it, the location, the it's geography near, near San Francisco, yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Uh, you know, Dol Francisco. <laughs> Dol Francisco. Uh, Sean Connery <laughs> might even make an appearance. Yeah. As much as you say escape from Alcatraz, I'm just going to keep thinking The Rock. Mm-hmm. That's um, escape to Alcatraz is The Rock. They're going well, he was the Alcatraz. only one to escape it. Right. And and playing, they brought him know, back. He's playing James Bond. Yeah, it you movie. who told me that was yeah, James yeah. Bond. <laughs> All right, I'm down. Well,
0: uh, set forth and build this
1: headline (laughs) to table.
0: Did I do it? That was perfect. Does it sound good? (laughs) I'll, I'll check back with you when you're done designing it. Um, okay, so West has had some time to create the campaign based on the escape from Alcatraz, and our pawns uh, will shortly be joining us to
1: get the rundown. So, West, what did you come up with? What's the scenario? So, I've stayed kind of true to how I thought it would be at the beginning. Uh, tried to keep it a lot more open-ended, which will it would include a lot more role play and spare the moment stuff for me. But what I've done is, you know, they're going to be the robbers. The... the brothers who are going to... The... They, I'm going to tell them that they're, you know, bank robbers with good hearts for the most part. You uh-huh. know, they're not, they never killed anybody yeah. or hurt anybody while doing it. Sure. I'm going to have them create their characters at level 5. They can be any class. even They can pick from Xanthar's expansion, too, if they'd like which has a few extra subclasses. But they have to be the same race, being brothers. And then that's basically all I'm going to give them. And they're going to create their characters. And then I'm going to tell them, your long run of robbing banks has come to an end. (laughs) You have been captured. And it's going to start with the transport in. Okay. Like blindfolded, tied up, on the boat. What can they see? They don't see anything until they come out to this huge... Basically, a floating island in the sky. It's just like a tall pillar, clouds everywhere. You can't see anything. So that's so. that's basically Alcatraz. Alcatraz, Is, okay. yes. And it's it, I'm just it's the floating the floating prison of Alcatraz. So oh, it's called change. Alcatraz. Yes. Nice. I'm not even gonna change the name. <laughs> I thought about it. I was like Alcatrania, Alcatrazius, or something like yeah. that. But I'm like, no, just keep it. Okay. Um, I'm gonna keep it pretty open. I'm gonna start with a few. F- few encounters that I think are they're going to be approached by a certain people and how they respond to those people either favorably or unfavorably will kind of set them down either a path with certain alliances and certain enemies because mm. I created a workflow for uh, th- four different gangs. Okay. This being an order of most powerful gang to least powerful gang in the prison. Elf, dwarf, human, orc. Okay. And so there's a couple of different certain gangs are at odds with each other so if they you know buddy up with one gang they're going to be enemies of the other and there's also going to be non-gang affiliated NPCs trying to sell them information for they're going to be selling them information for whatever bargaining tools they have. The currency here is a lot like normal vices are Currency, whether it's toilet wine or tobacco or um, you know little figurines, toilet toilet, wine, yeah, nice fermented (laughs) fermented berries or whatever somebody somebody cocks up in their prison cell. Well, how Um, how many ways are there for them to escape? So I have. I have three. Okay. But I'm going to try and keep it nimble. So if they propose a different way, that Something seems that's a great like, idea. But yeah, but like has, yeah, but it seems like it has. But I'm going to try and work around it or maybe incorporate ideas from the other one. Okay. So the there's going to be the old sage, crazy elven prisoner, prisoner 000 00001, <laughs> named Frank Morris, who is lost. Same name, even. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I guess I could switch it there. up. <laughs> I just wanted to keep those the same because if they are not like, if they don't know the story of yeah, Alcatraz, yeah, sure. they they won't know, right? Yeah. So cool. Um, so one in th- so they can either go with the route of collecting supplies either on uh, their forced manual labor time, which is part of their schedule. They can. Grab those supplies. That's kind of like what actually happened then Mm -hmm. in terms of... So I'm going to keep them on a schedule. They're in their cells (laughs) from a certain time. They're in the yard at a certain time. They're at forced manual labor at a certain time. They're back in their cells at a certain time with a nightly inspection of their cells. So they're going to have to try and hide and hide their stuff well. Think of good places to hide it if they don't want it to be found out. If something, if they're found out, or if they fuck up somehow, and... There are they, lots of ways for them to yeah. lose, then. Yeah, if well, if they fuck up somehow, I think the first thing is, like, to the parade grounds. And oh, they send right, them okay. into the arena, which is where every day they have prisoners fight to the death mm-hmm. for the enjoyment of um, the guards, and the warden, and the warden's friend, and the warden's friends. Um <laughs> So there's that where they can dig through the um, dig through the plumbing, depending on where they look and how well they look in certain areas. I'm gonna make certain materials available. One of the other ways they can escape is um, by taking hostages. Okay. You can either take a high-level guard or the warden, but the one that really sticks out is one of the guard's family members. So I'm gonna have. The guards family members coming back from a long getaway because one section of this island is just like the fan the guards family's village where based, they based live. on actual
0: Alcatraz uh-huh. you know, yeah right they have it, their own or, little town yeah and uh so this could potentially be you know they could be a long hard road to escape or they could ruin it right away and go down in flames
1: yeah if they're stupid right if they could if they yeah if they just Leroy Jenkins their way into <laughs> it they're they'd probably die Cool. Um, well, um, is there anything else you want to share before we bring them in and let them? I'm gonna. Characters? I'm gonna let them use magic, though. Obviously, magic is going to be hard to use in this prison. Okay. I thought about the idea of having like a collar or something like that that stops magic. But what I'm having is a lot of the guards up in high points are higher level wizards, and there's also going to be known to them that wizards are often walking around the grounds invisible ready to cast a counter spell mm. on any time so if they were to try and cast a spell chances are unless they make very certain that no one else is around them it's going to be counter spelled which is defeats their spell and yeah. then they're going to be punished accordingly anything um, else yeah we'll do that we'll I'll try and keep it open I'm going to try and f- keep them strict to their schedule it may be that while they're waiting for certain things, a lot of time' is gonna pass. maybe they're there for months, yeah, yeah. Maybe, um, yeah. and there's some there's some I kind of have the different escapes kind of put down as far as some of the key elements they need to hit in order for it to go. but like I said, I'm gonna keep it open if they fuck up they'll they're dead, but if they have good ideas and good roles, and I'll keep it going. And, oh, and they've never our two pawns have never met before today,
0: mm-hmm. so that's going to make this interesting. I don't I don't think any of us really know uh, one of Devin's experience level, but one of them will be Jordan
1: returning from the last. Hey episode. Devin, when I saw him last, he was wearing d and D shirt, a faded Dungeons <laughs> and Dragons shirt. So
0: all right, well let's uh, get him in here and get those characters created.
2: Welcome
1: back. We have our two pawns here. First, in our first time meeting, we have Devin. Devin, why don't you tell me a little bit about your history with D&D. Have you first couple times playing, played a couple times before? Uh, I've played a handful of
3: times. My name is Devin. Let's start there. Um, I was introduced to D&D from my ex-girlfriend's brother. And I would just Go in the basement and play with him, and hence why sees an ex-girlfriend because I probably stayed in the basement. D (laughs) and D &D with her brother. Yeah, she was not keen on that uh, whole experience. (laughs) And then I played, you know, a couple times, handful times here and there, not too seriously. I don't know all the rules. I know there's dragons and dungeons, (laughs) but they don't
1: happen that often. Sure. Alright, excellent. Um, Jordan.
2: Yeah, my name is Jordan. Khan,
1: returning. <laughs> after yeah. his narrow escape with death last time.
2: Yeah, we'll see. I guess my character's probably still locked in that uh, cave. Or the uh, the vault at the end of the episode. But uh, I'm still here. I'm Jordan. I've been playing for uh, probably the better part of two years now. Um, uh, West, who's DMing now for this campaign, he was the one who introduced me. And it's kind of been a uh, whirlwind of uh, me, after a while becoming a DM, always being like, Wes, let's play, let's play, let's play. And uh, now here we are.
1: All right. Have any of you guys met before today? No. No,
2: I don't believe so.
3: I feel like we have a good shot in today's adventure because we did probably a more challenging adventure of going to the store in Linden and surviving. (laughs) Chris gave us our starting equipment of his credit card with a limit of $20, and I'm happy to say we were under. It's an upgraded <laughs>
1: adventurer's pack, credit card, $20 limit.
3: We returned with chips and fancy sodas Mexican and glass Mexican
1: Coke. So the characters you will be making are all fifth level. A little bit of backstory, I'll give you more later on. You two are brothers. Yeah, I buy that. You are bank robbers successful bank robbers you guys have been uh robbing banks for some time um though you have done so usually without killing people you're you could say bank robbers kind of like a Robin Hood type situation where you're still good guys but robbing the banks for your own riches though you so The criteria for your characters is I want them both to be 5th level, I want you to be the same race, but class is open. I'm not putting any class restrictions on your characters, like I said, brothers, same race, 5th level. What about gear? Uh, Gear, you can start with the stock gear that comes with your class. And then I will allow uh, one unique item per person. Once you create your person, kind of think about like what your go-to thing is. And Can then get, maybe you want to make that a unique item. And then we would kind of settle on what's appropriate. Can I get that Thanos glove? Yeah, no gems in it though Just a sweet-ass glove. glove Really nice glove really yeah. gold. It's nice, it's big too uh, Do you have any questions? Um, I'm going to hang out You can ask me any questions about building your character Jordan's been making characters over and over again Like machines So he should be able to help too But um, yeah, I'm going to give you guys roughly half hour Oh god And we're back after uh, grinding through the player's handbook and other online services. We have created two pawns to be put through the ringer. Jordan, why don't you start us off uh, with a little uh, two minute rundown of your character, please.
2: So, as it was stated beforehand, our characters are brothers. And we actually chose half-elf. So I have a character whose name is Jurgens. Silk bottom. Now I understand there's a
1: um a difference in you being half elf than the typical half elf.
2: Yeah, so we're half dwarves.
1: Half elves, half dwarves. So we went with the normal half elf bonuses, but just as a storyline layer, they're half elf, half dwarf. Yeah. Don't don't
3: assume are half. Uh-huh. We are... Especially
1: with the climate we're in nowadays, yeah. you
3: can't assume dwarf, <laughs> elf... In this uh, D&D climate we're in. Yes. We're the we're the bridge between two worlds, the
2: elves and the dwarves. Mm-hmm. Two Just creatures like that we... Who historically dwarves. don't like each other. Yeah, they don't like each other. Like dwarves and elves, yeah. they don't ever really get along. It's
3: e- Ebony and Ivory. that mm-hmm. uh, the song... <laughs> Stevie wanted to do a song about
1: elves and dwarves, though isn't there one more applicable? <laughs> up- <Yeah. laughs> All right, Jordan. But getting back to that,
2: dad. so Jerk and Soapbottom is a half dwarf, and he is a bard from the College Glamour. He's a he's a pretty boy, you know. He's always walking around. Uh, seems that people love him for some reason, especially when he gets to play his flute. In mad- gatherings. So
3: as you can see, he leaned more on the elf side of the yeah, family.
2: Yeah, a Silk bottom.
1: Silk bottom for that sweet, sweet, silky ass he's got. <laughs> it's the way we do out here. Uh, is, that, is your character played a certain way? Is he a certain temperament?
2: Um, so, I'm going to say he's kind of a... Uh, he's very persuasive. He doesn't really like to intimidate people too much. Um, he is more into getting people to do his bidding by liking him. I mean, as our characters are supposed to be brothers who are bank robbers, he is the face, always trying to weasel his way out of trouble and get past the guards without doing too much of a drop of his uh, magical flute. And his beautiful gold-tipped hat. Nice.
1: <laughs> Alright, Devin, our other pawn. Well, if you're the
3: face, then I am the Mr. T of this A-team of bake robbery. Um, I went more I um, went more on the dwarven side of our family. So I actually took that name. I'm an Ironbottom. And my my full name is Levi Ironbottom and our our crime name we're referred to as the Bottom Boys, with a Z. <laughs> it is the best. Just, just one Z. Nobody else can match the Bottom <laughs> well, Boys. Tell them about our logo.
2: Uh
3: So, it's, like, kind of like a wet bandit. Sort of. We have a calling call card. That so we basically,
2: read. we just draw one beautiful B, and then we draw one. B, And then the Z is halfway done at the end. So BBZ. BBZ. BBZ.
3: The bottom boys strike again. (laughs) Bottoms up.
0: What's your
3: class? I am a druid, the circle of the moon. And I'm a big, chunky boy. 50 hit points. It's more of my dwarven fortitude Mm -hmm. I took on. I imagine bearded. Rough. Bearded. I have a mohawk to really... So, definitely to Mr. The, T. <laughs> to the Mr. T aspect. <laughs> uh, I have a special moon scimitar where the blade is a crescent moon. And it gives me a plus one in hit and. a wrote down dance? No. Damage.
2: <laughs> so, it's a plus one dancing scimitar. Oh, well, he's got to do that when I play my flute.
3: And it can radiate moonlight when I so choose.
2: I let him do that during my performances for uh, kind of a disco esque theme. Yeah, so we're like,
3: you know, we're 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 brothers from another mother sort of deal. Do we have the same mom? I don't know how this works.
1: I think you. I think yes. you would. You would have to. Yeah, right? we <laughs> do.
3: So like, we have the same mom.
1: Well, actually, no. That
3: the mom was an elf and the dad was a dwarf.
2: Yeah, let's do that one. Okay. I just turned out to be a little prettier, and you became a little stronger.
3: Yeah, you were a mama's boy. I kind of was a daddy's boy. And together, we we're the bottom boys. Do
1: you have a certain temperament that you're going to try and play this guy with? Or are you just kind of... Everything's I'm, open.
3: I'm all about the wild shaping. I love me some animals. Okay. A lot of my spells are useless because it's me talking to plants and animals. <laughs> Not a lot of damage spells that I chose. Okay. So I think... Um... You know, I just kind of take a beating, but then I I get that power of the moonlight Mm -hmm. and it like lights my way.
1: So, now that you have accumulated these wondrous treasures, wonderful items, I'm here to inform you that your last bank robbery did not go well. You were seized, captured by a whole horde of people. You are now en route to the, one of the most highest security prisons the world's ever seen. This being the floating prison of Alcatraz. Alright, the historical event I had, West adapt into
0: your campaign is escape from Alcatraz. In 1962, two brothers that had been bank robbers that had escaped from a bunch of other prisons and had a long career of robbing banks without hurting anyone. Uh, were believed to have escaped along with one other guy named Frank Morris. There are a couple of the people that have tried to escape. We don't know if they lived or died. It's hard to prove because people get out in the water and you don't know. The prison claims they died just like they claim that these brothers died, but there is reason to believe they actually did make it. So what you'll be doing is deciding in this simulation, did they escape? (laughs) We're going to settle history here in West's
1: campaign that he's made. We escape already. (laughs) We're going to now. We're caught dwarf, we tunnel. Your last bank robbery did not go well. You were caught, you were captured, knocked unconscious. The next thing you remember is waking up to the dim lights shining through the corners of your blindfold. You seem to be moving on some large creaking vessel, the sound of air rushing by you. Eventually, you you're all have the blindfolds ripped off of your face and you see a long line of prisoners in front of you, all chained up, all stripped of their weapons, marched into a, off of a large ship onto the floating island. You can think of this island as a huge pillar that comes up th- for thousands of feet. With nothing but clouds around it, Let me give you a quick map.
3: You gotta put this on the Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah <that's> <laughs> this is a quality map. So this is the
1: dock you guys are being marched off of right now. So you wrote, drew little sailboats. Uh huh. Adorable. The one thing you you only see for about maybe a minute or two before mm-hmm. you're pushed in to a processing. Processing area and sent to the cell house. You see that it's very mountainous around here. There's a couple large towers that seem to be covered in, in uh, windows. Uh, positioned on different corners of the island. Large jagged rocks, very windy in here. You see some large cathedral thing out to the, that would be the west and um, You do see that there was some sort of road that went by that people are using to transport either uh, materials, soldiers, guards, prisoners. And then, next thing you know, you are being closed into your cells. Luckily for you, they do put you two in the same cell. So, you guys are bunk mates for the time being. Here, on the floating prison of Alcatraz, you conform to a tight schedule. You are in your cells in the AM. At noon, you get to travel to the yard which is under heavy surveillance at all times from, corners, from the corner towers and the tower in the center. From three to seven, you are sent to hard labor where you travel up to this mountain site here and you guys are in the process of digging out a path through that mountain also under heavy surveillance you're back after that you're back in your cells for the night all meals are served to you in your cell and at 8 o'clock every night there is a cell inspection you are gonna be working through that schedule every day and um, it's worth noting that Since both of you do have magic you're able to cast, Mm -hmm. um, it is very aware to you that there are... a lot of the guards are bugbears, these large creatures, hairy things, but even more of them you see are wizards that are kind of in the rafters above you, usually one level up. You almost swear that you've seen a wizard appear out of nowhere, like he was sitting there invisible, Appearing to insert himself or to stop somebody from doing something. Mm-hmm. So, although you do feel you're able to cast spells, you feel like your use of spells is heavily monitored and it could either be dispelled, countered, or you can be viciously reprimanded for using spells while in the prison. Although it doesn't seem like many of the prisoners are spellcasters, by your best knowledge. Mm -hmm. Alright, and I'll stop there and let you process it, and kind of see what your first steps while working in this prison and trying to prove whether or not the Anglin brothers escaped or if they died. Your goal is to escape the floating prison of Alcatraz by any means necessary. (laughs) Whoa. The stakes are high.
2: Are we gonna die on this island? What was our sentences?
1: <laughs> life. Okay. Life. Everyone on the on the floating prison of Alcatraz is life. Although you didn't kill anybody, you've robbed enough banks from enough rich people that their sway put you both away for life. Well, Jerkins,
3: you're dancing and you're prancing. Got us caught again. <laughs> And it's me, Levi Ironbottom, have to lead this escape.
2: You thought you thought it was me? thought it was me? You, you turned into a fucking bear and tripped over yourself.
3: Okay, well, in my defense, it was a polar bear, and I'm used to being on ice. It was not an ice bank. It was just a normal bank. Despite this... despite you said this. it was an ice bank. You said it was an ice bank. I got my polar bear to... Sh- this guy is on, and, you know, it didn't work out this time.
1: Each one of these squares is a cell. This is the cell house. This seems to be an ent- They march you out of here, mm-hmm. the entrance and exit to leave. And this seems to be a room that's guarded. Look, Jurgens,
3: we don't always see eye to eye, mainly because you are taller than me. But we got to work together. The, we'll get out of here. The bottom boys always dig out.
2: <laughs> I I look around real quick in our Garner like, area. Can I see, like, the cells in front of me and, like, cells next to us? Or is there, like, walls?
1: You can see the cells in front
2: of you. You can see, like, those three. Um, is there anybody in there? Roll that, dives! <laughs> there is one person right here.
1: A very small-looking individual.
2: I want to... I want to, like, perceive if I under- like, who they are, or, like, what they look like. You can perceive what they
1: look like, yeah.
2: Or, like, if I see anything that they're doing. Like, what they're wearing. Okay, we're looking at a uh, 12.
1: Um, It is a halfling, and it seems to be wearing... It seems like they don't really care about the armor you wear. Like, they... They let you keep your armor. It's just kind of like on you, your leathers. They just took all your weapons and all of your material. Did they
2: leave me my flute? No. All right, well, I still have my beautiful hat, though. Yeah, you have your hat. Okay, cool.
3: I took your flute, but (laughs) I'm not telling you about it. Oh,
1: no, where is it? I wonder where the bottom boy put it. Where where we had our gold.
2: (laughs) I look at the the halfling... um, and I just sit there and just, like, try to get his attention. I'm like, hey.
3: Okay, I'm going to use my first spell of the day, Druidcraft, which does stuff. <laughs> it, I can blow wind and create flower blossoms and seeds and harmless sensory effects. It's just falling leaves or a puff of wind. So I'm going to, like, through my... I'm going to be like, okay, I got a good idea. Like, oh, those... Chilies at lunch were woo, really packing in, and then I kind of lift my leg and then, like, do a little magic with my pinky to do a puff of air. So
0: I made it look like a fart to like hit the halfling, yeah, to like get
3: half-layer. his attention. So, so like, he
1: feels it. a puff of air. So it happens, and it kind of poofs and hits the guy as you're like, Hey, hey. But, so you immediately take eight damage as looks like three three magic missiles come down from the top and hit you in the chest. Hitting you in the, so like you fart and it gets his attention and you get hit in the chest. So that's just, it's just temporary. So for the time, unless you take 42 more before you can rest, you hear a magnified voice shout down. He's like, he's like, don't make me come down there. Hey, you don't want to come down here, <laughs> <laughs> All right, you take you take you take eight damage, and the halfling just kind of giggles to himself. He's like, "You boys are new here, huh?"
2: That is correct.
1: <laughs> Who wants to know?
2: Tell me, tell me about what life is like out here, man.
1: You sit in your cell. You stay in the yard. If you ain't a member of one of the major races like me, you try not to anger any of the gangs. Um, but, you know, I'm actually doing alright. You know, life is worse, but I'm a little better at prison life than I was li- on life on the outside, because everyone here wants information And I'm talented in getting it. It's like if you have any uh, You have any tobacco? You have any uh, valuables? And you're looking for a little information. My name's Senareth. Could... Where, where
2: do I get tobacco around here? Does uh, I don't know.
1: You have to ask around.
2: But you're the information guy, if you want if you want tobacco, oh, he got I can, you. I can he get has, you tobacco.
1: You tell him you can get him tobacco?
2: Tell me where it's at. <laughs> and then <laughs> I can persuade him to see if he can tell me and I can get him some later by doing some jobs. You can
1: try and make a persuasion check. I'm oh, sick. because you're an expertise on it?
2: Yes. Okay. So I got a 21.
1: So he goes I don't know how they found it. But the orcs and the dwarves seem to get a lot of tobacco coming in. If you don't have it and you want it and you want specific information on any individuals I'd suggest you talk to either one of those gangs. And But he looks at you both he's like, at first I thought you were dwarves, now I'm not quite sure. If any part of you looks elves, looks elf-like, I think you might have a little trouble with the dwarf gang.
3: Mm. I got a plan. We only
1: let them see half our body. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a two-faced. So y'all are um, you guys kind of been talking and hanging out in the cells for a while. Mm-hmm. Eventually the cells open. It goes through the same process, only a couple cells open at once and those a ton of bugbears, probably like 10 per row bugbears just filled with these huge hulking beasts step up each carrying a halberd, this large axe. And they stand there and watch you as you're marched out to the Wreckyard. yard.
0: Prisoners Silk Bottom and Iron Bottom are marched to the Wreckyard, yard, where they survey the layout and have some thoughts about their accommodations before making a plan.
1: Um, here and here, and then it looks like some, some, uh, some rough weight training area is over there. My one strength things? is
2: really looking good. Yeah, you
1: guys can uh, really uh, bulk up here in prison. You guys can turn yeah. your negative strengths into...
3: Uh, you awesome. know what? I didn't even think of this. You know, we've been in this biz for a long time. This place, there's a lot of interesting people. <laughs> Food's not bad. It has a gym. You know how much a gym membership is?
2: Closed. We're
1: <laughs> and that was the story of uh, how the Anglin boys actually just stayed in jail. Just kind of changed their name to the Bottom Boys, and no one ever saw them again. Like Alright, um, do we, we want to split the party?
3: Do we want to stick together? What do you want to do here?
2: Um, I think we should stick together. Hmm. And uh, can we brothers. see where the? Yeah, exactly. Do we see where the dwarves are at?
1: Uh, you guys both make a perception check. That is a 10. 7 plus 6, oh, 13! Both of you just kind of quickly glance, and you see one dwarf in mid walk from this little weight training area.
2: Let's go talk to
3: him. i like, alright face, lead their way.
2: Alright, so we roll up, and uh, I wait for him to like sit down, or like look and see where he sits down at the tables before I approach
1: kind of blending. So he, he walks over and he sits down immediately by himself at this table but then he he yells out loudly what the fuck do you want? I, you I can already. see you!
3: <laughs> and he turns around and <laughs> looks at you. I think he's talking to you.
2: Alright, so I, I go up and <laughs> sit. a couple of fresh fish. As you get closer
1: he kind of looks you up and down he's like half-breed? What are you? What, what are you? I like
3: to think we're it's like a half-full situation rather than a half-empty situation.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What he said. He, he's a great orator.
1: He's, he's a, what you want?
2: I, I heard from uh, one of the, the halflings that you guys have a little bit of uh, tobacco.
1: As soon as you say that, he kind of springs up and puts his hand over your mouth and kind of like stops. He's like, sit
2: down, sit down. Wow. All right. All right. Um, I, uh quickly um point under the table towards him and use message so that only he could hear what i'm telling him and okay. no, the spell is not detected and i point to him and i'm like so the halfman told us that we had there was tobacco available and the, the dwarves control it we're just looking for a little bit and yeah, for ourselves um could you help us out and then i point my finger away
1: So messenger is a a mental communication, right? Mental
2: communication, he can't respond to it, but he can, only he can hear me if I point at them, and it's up to like 60 feet. And I go, quit wasting time, tell him the thing. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like,
1: (laughs) come on! He
3: goes,
1: he goes, um, what do you have, what do you have to barter with, boy? A good looks. That could do. Oh god, I step in. You don't have some sort of, like, name that describes how sweet and soft your ass is,
2: But really, is there anything that... We're new here, we 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 were stripped of everything, we're looking for work.
1: He's He's like, no shit, I know how that works.
0: Despite the bottom boy's failure to charm the dwarf, he eventually agrees to trade them tobacco in exchange for mining equipment, if they can get their hands on any. Shortly after, they're jumped by two humans and attempt to talk some sense into their attackers.
1: Both these guys stop and they kind of look at each other and they're like,
2: We were sent here to beat the shit out of you. Why were you sent here to beat the shit out of this? (laughs) That's how you get
1: into the gang, asshole. A human gang? Do we look human to you? He goes, no, that's the point. I get into the human gang by beating your ass. So lay down on the ground and act like I'm beating your ass. No. Any
3: gang that makes you beat up someone, is that a type of gang you want to be in? Yeah, that
2: doesn't yes. sound like a good thing.
3: <laughs> yes. You know what? You need to rethink your life. You need to rethink. You're in prison for a reason.
2: Yeah.
3: And something, Maybe you
2: belong here.
3: <laughs> something tells me you're going to stay in prison a long time if you don't change your ways. And you beating up other people because they told you to, if, you, if someone told you to jump off of a guy prison, would you do it? Make another persuasion check. If you want to join a gang, I got a gang for you.
1: The cool guy
3: gang.
1: Five. He swings at you.
0: After the guards intervene to end the assault, Levi Ironbottom locates and befriends a small swallow, who becomes the Bottom Boy's official prison
1: gang mascot works. We so, got a mascot.
2: I got you! I got you!
1: So this little sparrow, he's a, he doesn't follow your commands at will. Okay. But he's comfortable being perched on your shoulder. Yeah, he's our mascot. Unless you were to work with him for a long period of time with your animal hands. Oh, I will.
0: The bottom boys are able to locate and conceal a spoon during their time in the yard. But Jerkin has one more trick up his sleeve.
1: The time of the yard is kind of inconsequential. People seem to be avoiding you at this point in the day. I'm
3: like stretching,
1: kind of intimidate. I start whistling
2: pretty nicely. I'll make some good tunes.
1: Uh, Roll a performance check.
2: Ooh, I'm good at that. Let's see. Let's get my plus eight on there. Whoa! Nat twenty. Ooh. Nat twenty. <laughs> nat 20. On the you forest. are
1: whist like a small crowd starts to gather once you start whistling, and there's people like coming up like <laughs> clapping along. to it. What about the bird? Is a bird impressed? The bird is yeah. The bird's kind of like trying to whistle along with him. Oh, I take off my not, hat. Not... I
2: take off my hat like looking around like afterwards after I finish whistling. See if anybody wants to do anything. Yeah,
1: some guy, um, he looks like he walks over and he drops something into your hat and it just looks like a small, loosely, uh, so it was an orc that came over and there's just some tobacco he just dropped into your hat. You
2: did it! (laughs) Just Just loosely?
1: (laughs) Just like loose leaf tobacco. It's all sweaty and like grimy. It smells like orc hands. And he just, Dude, it's, let's just set up shop here. You can tell yeah, it's, either been, it's either yeah. just been in his pocket or in his hand all, all right. day, and he just drops it into your hat.
0: They take the tobacco Jerkin earned with his whistling back to the dwarf in the yard. In exchange for the tobacco, they ask for information on how to escape. The dwarf tells them to talk to Frankorian Morris in Cell 1.
1: Lips to ear, right up close. He goes, Frankorian Morris. He's in cell one. Which is? Well oh. He has. He has. He's been here. He goes, He's been here as long as the prison has been here. He knows everything about this place. Though, you might have troubles trying to get a straight answer out of him. That much solitude does strange things to the mind. Hey! I want to whisper too! <laughs> <laughs> Did you see my bird? <laughs> it's great, huh?
3: Why would the guy who's been here the longest know how to leave? He's been here the longest! He doesn't have a clue! <laughs>
0: yeah. He's the
3: worst person to ask! <laughs>
0: The Bottom Boys are taken from the Wreckyard to a work site, where they spend several hours breaking and moving stones. Our hero's lack of physical strength makes them frequent targets of ire. They attempt to befriend a small gnome that was a librarian before being imprisoned.
2: What did you do while you were in the city? I'm
1: a librarian.
3: <laughs> what?
1: See ya. Oh. <laughs> I
3: gotta, I gotta pretend like I'm
2: acting still.
1: Well, uh, that was cool. Uh,
2: see, you, bro. No, but I asked him. I was like, "Do you have any? Uh, do you, you get out have? Have you? Heard, I, as being a librarian, do you remember any uh, people in your past that might have been good at breaking out?" What? He kind of
1: looks at you blankly. He's like. Get away from me! No, no, I, I, I chime in. I'm he kind of like,
3: looks, he's like, what are you
2: doing? I
3: chime in, I'm like, no, we're doing, like, a book report for the librarian here.
2: There's no library
3: here. <laughs> <laughs> do
1: you think the librarian would
2: know?
3: Exactly, that's what I'm trying to say. We're trying to start a library here by first taking the initiative of doing a <laughs> book report to show how much easier it would be if we had a library.
2: Yeah. Yes. Make a, um,
1: make deception. a deception check. Okay. Was Four it? plus five. Nine. So he's got plus three. Come on. Nineteen. Shit. He kind of looks at you and he's like,
3: yeah, sure buddy. Look, we really want you to join our gang. We're looking for members, and I'll be honest. You look like the weakest and the loneliest. So obviously you want me in
1: your game. Well, here's the thing. No one else would join my game. I've asked everybody. So he goes, I'll help you. I want that hat. I told you. told
2: you. Get the hat. What do we get out?
3: Give him the damn hat. Is that a golden frill?
0: (laughs) It's
1: not real gold. Surprised the guard even got past the guards. Surprised they didn't take it.
0: In exchange for Jerkin's prized gold hat, the Gnome tells the Bottom Boys about a second tower, called Angel Island in the clouds, that he thinks it may be possible to fly or glide to in an escape attempt. They're then marched back from the work area toward their cells.
1: So on your way being marched back, you see kind of out in front a commotion happens and you see and, or kind of run out and kind of push his way and start running, running uh, away from the group. He's then hit with a spell that just puts him down to sleep. And he gets pulled back up, pulled away. And you hear uh, people around you muttering kind of a, about the... He's like, oh, another one for the parade ground. Another one for the parade ground. I say, <laughs> what's the playground? <laughs> just like to the air. <laughs> what is it? One of, one of the bugbear guards comes over to you goes, you'll find out if you keep yelling, shut up, get back to your cell. You guys get put in and, um, and about an hour later they came by for their inspection. Do um, you guys want to try and hide anything? Yeah. Or? Yeah. With my spoon. All right.
2: Oh yeah, you want to hide your spoon? I don't have anything to hide so right now. So make a... Case.
1: Slide, of hand slide hand. a hand? Yeah. Yeah, Do it's get,
2: like one of those things that they don't really have any rules. for.
1: Yeah, I'll say a sleight of hand.
3: Do shit. I get a bonus for the hiding in my bottom? Uh, I got a 4 plus a 7. Discard.
1: Guard finds a spoon. And I go, uh, I need those for my beans. He grabs you when he sees that and he grabs you by the neck and drags you out of the cell. He goes, We got another one for the parade ground. And they and they, <laughs> they they close the gate behind you and you are dragged away, you're left in the cell. So, oh no. <laughs> you get marched through a dark hallway after sitting in a dark room waiting for about an hour or so and eventually you're shoved you're shoved out here. Okay. It looks like a Pokemon gym. There seems to be people in the stands surrounding it. It looks like guards, different wizards. There even seems to be a couple children and women there. I'm being mocked by children. <laughs> yeah. You hear a loud voice kind of boom out over all of the rest. He's like, kill or be killed. You have five minutes. And there's another prisoner that's marched out here on the other end. No! <gasps> I raise my hand. I go, I don't, I don't kill. I don't do that. Excuse me. No one responds to that. So it's a half-orc that comes out on the other end. I can't beat a half-orc. You see that there are a couple items. There's this, am gonna draw it. There's a spear here, there's a sword here, uh, there's a staff here, and there's two daggers here. He rolls over and picks up the spear, and immediately starts charging at you. I say stop! Stop! Um, make a persuasion <laughs> check, disadvantage.
3: No. Stop always works! Roll it twice. 11 plus persuasion, uh, 13.
1: Yeah, he doesn't stop. And I'm, okay, no do
3: way. I think, oh. think using magic in this place would be okay? You're not sure. I'm gonna try to use entangle to have vines come from the ground and gobble them, like, hold them.
1: Okay. So, first, uh, roll an initiative check. What are you
3: in for? I'm in for a spoon. (laughs) 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 So, entangled, grasping, weeds and vines sprout from the ground in a twenty-foot square. For the duration, these plants turn the ground into difficult terrain. A creature in the area Uh, must seat on a string, saving throw, or be restrained.
1: Yep, he does not pass it, so it So mid-charge, he gets wrapped up in vines and cannot move. I want to talk him down,
3: but that failed once. I want to try to talk him down. I rolled a one.
1: (laughs) It does not work. He's just kind of raging and just thrashing around in here.
3: Oh no, I've made him
1: more mad. He makes a check. Does not break through. Alright, your turn again. No.
3: I'll just hit him. I'll hit him with my sword. Good. Three. So
1: you miss this uh, guy who's (laughs) (laughs) my heart's not in it. (laughs) He breaks out this time. No! He he attacks you. So what's your armor class? 16. He hits you. 8 damage. So you have to 20 damage on you. So I miss him with a sword,
3: he comes after me, hits me, and I go. I can't bear this any longer, <laughs> and then I, and like my shirt rips, like it's very, like I transform into the bear. Um, so you're able to do so as a bonus action, so you still get to attack. Okay, and then I want to, what was it, I have two attacks of claw damage. Oh well, yeah,
1: you get to roll to attack twice. One, well first we'll do your bite.
3: Uh, five.
1: So that misses. Next one is your claws. Seven. Which is a hit. Yeah! Your claws do 2d6 plus 4 damage.
3: Get out my special d6s. Oh, ah, solid knew.
1: gold!
3: <laughs> Feel these solid gold claws. I got a 5 and a 6. Dang. Booyah! <laughs> Well, so that's 15 damage. Are you checking to see if they're weighted? No,
2: tight. <laughs> you should whip those out at the crash table, see what they do. They would
1: kick you out. So he takes 15 damage, and uh, he stays up, but you can see he's just, like, pouring blood out of his chest from where you fly. So
3: when I'm a bear, I've never been a druid before. Not in D&D anyways. When I am... When I'm a bear, right? Uh... Can I speak? Am I am I still like human under there? What's the deal? You think like a human, but you don't speak like a human. I want to say like, I never figured that part out. So I think people can still understand me. <laughs> so I'm like, so I'm telling him like, surrender, I don't want to hurt you. We still have membership open for our club. <laughs> but it just
1: sounds like you're growling as you kill him. All right, uh, his turn. <laughs> Your new armor class is 11 right now. Well, that's not as good. Um, he hits you. Okay, of course. Does 5 damage. So, how does that work? Thank you. It's
2: separate because once you get down to 0 when you're in wild shape, mm-hmm. then you automatically return to whatever damage you were before you wild shaped. So, so, as a druid, you can keep tanking damage every time you wild shape. Whoa, that's
1: cool. Yeah. So, you have 5 damage as a bear. Or, okay. Twenty is you. All right, your turn. I attack him again.
3: I'll go for the bite. Thirteen. That's a hit. Four. Plus four is eight. And Then I'm going to try to bite him. No, or claw 20. him.
1: Roll to one. Roll. Rolled again. Okay. So with ones, so I'll make you re-roll if it's low again. Four. So I'm going to say, you go to claw him and you Could've fall. Fell. You fall onto the ground, spinning yeah. with your arms, showing your soft belly. Uh, so he has an advantage to hit you because you're on my belly because you're I just like start rolling and playing. Like, Wait
2: till a... you get a sword in your ribs. That's so amazing. he missed.
1: He missed. He rolled a one and a four. Oh.
3: So he's like, ah! <laughs> and I'm rubbing, like, when you see the videos of a bear on a tree rubbing their backs. I'm kind of doing that on the ground. So you're you're
1: able to pop back up and attack him if you want.
3: Yeah, I want to do like a barrel roll back to my feet. A, a barrel roll. roll. <laughs> a barrel roll. roll. Yeah. Back onto my feet, and then I'm gonna go for the bite again. I'm gonna leap. And go, this is one
2: of the more entertaining combats. Of the <laughs> <laughs> okay,
3: I'm gonna do my green dice. Ooh,
2: Sixteen.
1: Okay. So so it's a plus four. If you roll oh, if you roll a three or higher, he's dead. I don't want to kill him. (laughs) I don't want to kill him! (laughs) He stabbed at you and missed. You rolled over to the side and just came came at him like this. He punctured a lung and he just collapses to the ground, bleeding. The crowd erupts. And immediately you change back into uh, yourself. You didn't even try to. It just happens. Um, You see a single tear... (laughs) Make a down make a face. make a Arcana check.
3: Ooh, I'm into it. Not that one. That's my one. All right.
1: Nineteen. So yeah, Plus you know. one. 20. Um, somebody immediately casted, uh, uh dispel magic on you. Yeah. As soon as you put him out.
3: But I don't know it right away, so I'm like still like, <laughs> right. and then I go back to the ground. I'm doing the back, You're like shitting you know. on the ground. <laughs> I want I want to heal
1: him. Um, so immediately Guards come in mm-hmm. um, You can If you want to spend So a good berry is something you need to eat Yeah. You create a berry and stuff want. So you can try and like
3: mm-hmm.
1: Work his mouth like a puppet or. something. Yeah yeah I want to do that <laughs> okay.
3: So like I, uh, I did not want to do that I speak to the crowd like in Gladiator <laughs> Are you not entertained I turned into a bear For you and you brought this out for me, but I'm also gentle like a bear. Nurturing like a bear. Like a mother bear. People are like, what
1: the fuck is this guy talking about? <laughs> and this,
3: and this, this, was an orc? This half orc, half orc yeah. is like me. We don't belong to one group, one race. Am I dwarf or am I elf? And I am so half the people have already <laughs> noted
2: half the people are gone.
3: I will nurture him back and I reach into my butt, like in my crack, and pull out a good berry. A berry And I go, Watch the miracle of life, the miracle of love. And I get up to put the berry in his mouth, and I, I'll, 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 I move his chin. And so, it, MD, you,
1: eat it. so you cast a good berry, which, so you, you get ten, so you used one. Okay. And you put in his mouth and made him chew it. And he kind of like, uh, just kind of like, uh, he's still like unconscious, but you can tell that he's breathing yeah. normally. And right after you do that, the bugbears kind of grab and pull you away. You still have nine good berries in the crack of your eyes. And
3: (laughs) as they drag me away, I go,
1: Join my club! The offer still stands! So, you're dragged through one door, and that guy is dragged through another door. Um, You don't see him again. You're dragged away through the dark room on your way back to your Mm -hmm. cell. Both got him on each arm, open up the cell, and throw him in. And they go, uh, next time you won't be so lucky. No
2: contraband. And then they walk away. Well, how was your night? <laughs> I've been wait. They call me Fish. Well, what happened with you?
3: Oh, good thing they didn't
1: call you Fish when
2: I was around.
1: I turned into a bear. So he's got, he's got kind of covered in blood. Looks like he's got like a bit of a stab wound. Did you beat that, uh, Leufer
2: dude? He's an orc that was supposed to be battling you. Yeah. Hopefully you didn't kill him, that's not our
3: MO. No way, man. I healed him back. I think he might join our club. <laughs> what did you what did you heal him with? My 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 good berry.
2: And I have like a sheepish smile on my face. I'm like, did you, did you only get one? Do you still have some more?
3: No, I got I got a lot. Right. Do you want one?
2: We feasted.
0: All right, we're going to call that good for part one of Escape from Alcatraz. Uh, The Bottom Boys survived their first day inside despite a violent trip to the parade grounds. and They've gotten a bit of the lay of the land and I think figured out hopefully what they can get away with. Find out if the Bottom Boys can successfully make their escape in part two of Escape from Alcatraz. Headline to Table is created by me, Christopher Patton, and Dungeon Master Wes Lytle. All the music you heard in this episode is by Kevin McLeod, and you can hear more of his awesome stuff at Incompetech.com.